They also wanted answers for their spiritual needs. The Mayas believe there is an invisible spiritual force in all things, the rocks, trees, and the animals. So when the natives of Chichen Itza began their quest for spiritual understanding, they logically looked to the power of nature first. As you enter Chichen Itza, you'll walk through a small grove of trees. Stop and take a look, for they were of great significance to the residents that lived here. The first is the Balche tree. We cut the bark of the Balche tree into strips. Those we placed into a hollowed out log filled with water and fermented honey. We covered the mixture with leaves and let it sit in the heat of the sun for three or more days. Then the people would drink it. The drink was said to inspire spiritual visions. It was believed that when a person drank the balche, he could see into the spiritual world. This was especially important during certain rituals and ceremonies, like when preparing victims before being sacrificed to the gods. Now that hallucination was all too real. There was also the Chico Zapote tree. Men climb the Chico Zapote tree to find the sticky liquid that oozes out of it. The people took this and cooked it in a large pot. When it was done, it could be mixed with sand to mortar together stones for the temples. But it also made chicle, a chewy substance that the people used to clean their teeth. This chicle became a prime source of income for the descendants of the ancient Mayas during the 20th century, when the Wrigley Company harvested it to make chewing gum. The last tree is the most significant. The Saiba tree is a model for life itself and the three parts of the universe. The branches represent the 13 levels of the heavens, the upper world. The trunk is the earth, or middle world. And the roots are the nine levels of Shibalba, the underworld, each with its own lord of the night. Chibalba is the domain of the enemies of man and is a cold, dark, and frightening place. When the saiba tree grows old and dies, it spreads its seed on the ground so a new tree can take its place. From even this beautiful act of nature, the Maya developed a theory about the universe. They believed that every 5,000 years, the universe will end and a new one, identical to the last, will take its place. Nature has always had an important relationship with people, but for the Mayas, it was the key to understanding the mysteries of our existence. And just think, the Mayas have calculated the creation of our present universe to be 3114 BC, which means, by their reckoning, that it will come to an end on December 21st, 2012. When you look at the South Temple, you should think about the dominance that the people of this city had over the entire region. <laughs> I know, the structure doesn't look all that imposing, but look closer. The carvings on the six square-based columns that form the building's portico depict warriors, each with a carving of the god Kukul Khan emerging from the mouth of a feathered serpent. These were probably the most famous warriors in the history of this majestic city. 
the Order of Kukul Khan. It was considered a great honor to be associated with the plumed serpent god. The ground level view of the ball court gives rise to the belief that this structure was possibly used as a dugout for visiting teams that had come to play. Many brave ball teams came here from all over the region. They came to play on a sacred ball court and probably stayed here in the South Temple. It is very intimidating to play against the champions of Chichen Itza. All throughout this building, the walls were carved and painted with images of the great and powerful city of Chichen Itza and its warriors. They couldn't help but notice the military power, a power that was given by Kukulkan himself. What chance could these teams possibly think they had against the Chichen Itza locals? Everyone, from teams to traveling dignitaries, was told that this city was the most powerful city in all the land, and no one would be able to defeat them. Whether by defeating other cities in battle or defeat in the ballgame, Chichen Itza exerted its dominance over a vast area and many people. Whoa, the ball game sure is exciting. And from the seats in the upper temple of the Jaguars, the view is spectacular. The seats here are like the box seats of the ball court. Only those with power and prestige were allowed to sit here during the games. These people could range from warriors, priests, and of course, kings. Most people were not even allowed to watch the games of the ball court. They were not worthy. But the kings had the luxury of watching from this highly decorated place. You'll notice the intricate detail to the carvings throughout the structure. The columns are made of two depictions of the plumed serpent, Kukulkan. The association of this powerful god to this temple means that it was only for those of great respect. There are also many flowers and jaguars. Ah, this of course represents power. But the most prominent are the serpents. These are the Kusamsul, a great mystic connection between the rulers of the city to the gods of the sky. Basically, it is a giant umbilical cord that connects people to the gods. Legend says the Kusamsul, our connection to the gods, was cut during our conquest by the Spanish. We've been separated from them ever since. But one day, when a great Maya king once again sits as leader of his throne, the Kusamsul will reconnect and we will reunite with our gods. Inside, there are two rooms with walls carved with the history of the people. It was obvious Chichen Itza had to fight off many challenges to their philosophies. There were many battles fought and victories claimed by the Itza. This was crucial to their city for they believed that those victorious in battle had the approval of the gods. Might made right for the Mayas. And in a city of class structure, warriors and kings were indeed given special privileges over the people, even when it came to watching the great games of the ball court. This is the ball court, home to the great sporting events of the Mayas. Though hundreds of courts have been found throughout ancient Mesoamerica, none are larger than the one found here at Chichen Itza. But the games here were not so much for recreation. 
They had deep religious purposes. They were actually elaborate ceremonies designed to please the gods. The games were a celebration and a reenactment of the Maya creation myth, as it is recounted in the Maya holy book, known as the Popol Vuh. Long ago, at Creation Mountain, a crack formed in the earth, opening up to Shibalba below. The divine twins, Unapu and Shibalanke, descended into the crack and entered the underworld to play the gods in a ball game. Through daring craft, they were able to defeat the gods and gain the freedom of their sacrificed ancestors. To celebrate, their mother ground up corn and gave it to Chachel. He then molded it into flesh and created man. The games here symbolize that great victory, the creation of man. The angled shapes of the benches represent the crack in Creation Mountain. The players were symbolically confronting death and disease like the twin heroes. Thus, they ensured the ongoing creation of the world and the making of humanity. That's a lot of pressure. As for the actual games, little is known. Recovered artifacts and inscriptions on the walls have been the best resource for uncovering these mysteries. What's obvious, though, is that these games were spectacular to be seen. Two teams would enter the arena to the deafening roar of the crowd. Each team had 13 players, covered in protective gear and with different colored headdresses for each team. Then, the games would begin. The object was to get a solid rubber ball through the stone rings along the side walls using nothing but hips and thighs. The ball was about the size of a...